Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. The National Community Outreach Project. It sounds slightly generic, but for lawyers in the federal government or who argue federal cases, it's a big deal. The Federal Bar Association wants to bring an understanding of the justice system to middle and high schoolers. Joining me with details, the chair of the association's outreach committee and assistant U.S. attorney in Chicago, Sherry Mecklenburg. Ms. Mecklenburg, good to have you on. Good morning. It's good to be on. So tell us about this program, the Community Outreach Program. It's not really a federal government effort or it's more of an effort of this group, the Federal Bar Association. What are you trying to accomplish? It is the Federal Bar Association's annual program. And we have chapters all around the country that practice in the federal courts districts. We always did these schoolhouse to courthouse programs all through the year. Different chapters did them where they brought kids into the courts to meet judges, to observe proceedings. And what we decided to do was try to concentrate it in one month, in the same month in April, for more impact. So that all through April, we were doing these programs all around the country in different federal courthouses and bringing kids in from everywhere to see how justice works. And how do you choose the schools and how do the schools choose the students and what happens mechanically? Each chapter chooses its own school. We aim for schools that have kids who are not in a position where their parents have exposed them to professionals and and courthouses and lawyers. We look for kids who wouldn't otherwise have this opportunity because it's an opportunity to meet lawyers an opportunity to meet court staff, an opportunity to meet judges, in addition to seeing how the justice system works. And for kids who have never seen that, it is a different world. And you can't be what you can't see. They see this and they think maybe there would be a place for me here. What about children that have parents that might actually be part of the justice system in a way that they probably wouldn't have chosen? Yes. And our goal for those children and other children who've been exposed parts of the justice system that have been negative to them is for them to see that there is a good part to the justice system. They meet these judges and the judges talk about how much they care about doing the right thing. And they hear this and it exposes them to realize that there are judges who really do want to do the right thing. They observe proceedings that are fair and they realize there is a very fair aspect to the justice system. About how many kids go through this every year? Well, we do. Each chapter usually does a program of about maybe 20 to 30 kids, depending on how many the school sends. In Chicago, we've done it usually about 25 kids per program, and we do it every year. It's named after one of our judges who started this with me, Judge William Hibbler. We call it the Hibbler Program. Unfortunately, a week before the first program, even though he was planning it with me, he passed on. So after that, we call it the Hibbler Program. The kids come and they, they meet lawyers, and we try to aim for adding diversity. We add some diversity to the lawyers, to the judges. They see courtroom proceedings, and it's something they've never experienced before. And we usually take them to lunch at a nice place. And many of them have never been to a place like that for lunch. And do they actually get to see a trial? Sometimes. It depends on what's going on in the courthouse. Sometimes it's a trial. Sometimes it's a sentencing proceeding. I believe the first year it was a sex trafficking sentencing. That was very raw for those kids, but it was very informative. Another year they got to see a trial of somebody who had uh, attacked uh, people in court. 
and he was on trial. So it just depends on what's going on in the courthouse that day. But they get to see a real live defendant and possibly a real live sentence handed down and probably get the impression, gosh, this is no joke. Yes. And that's part of the message. But the message isn't supposed to be really like this could happen to you because these we hope are going to be good kids. The message is that although they're bombarded with messages that the justice system is bad, the message is there's a lot of good in the justice system and there's a lot of good people trying to make it work. We're speaking with Sherry Mecklenburg. She's the chair of the Community Outreach Committee of the Federal Bar Association. And what kind of follow-up is there? I mean, have you had kids that have gone on to high school and college and pursued careers in the justice system in some manner? We don't know because we don't follow the kids. We have very strict boundaries as to contacting the kids. Uh, We're not allowed to. But I can tell you that sometimes at that age, you never know what they're thinking. Sometimes it looks like they're not paying attention. It looks like they're bored. And then all of a sudden, they'll come up with this great question that makes you realize they've been taking it all in. And I have seen kids at the end, when we ask them what they thought of the day, say, I never thought about doing this, but now I know I have to do better in school if I want to do something like this. So it can be very inspiring for them, and it's very inspiring for us. Do you give them a sense, or are they able to inculcate a sense of what happens so much outside of the specific judge's courtroom, which is all of this plea bargaining and negotiations between prosecutors and defense attorneys, which sometimes is rather messy. I think there's a whole podcast series where they spent a year inside, might have been Chicago, with a big federal courthouse. I mean, is it possible to give kids that that sense so that they understand what they're seeing and hearing? I think that you're talking about the state courts more because in federal courts, we don't really uh, plea bargain like that very much, which is a big shock to defendants who've always been in state court and then come to federal court. Uh-huh. But we do talk we yes, we do talk to them a little bit about different ways that you can resolve a case. And we talk to them about how a plea can happen. And you are also an assistant US attorney in Chicago and understanding you you're not going to be speaking now for the justice department, but give us a sense of the type right. of work that you do and what you enjoy about it. I've been at the justice department for 12 years and I started out doing prosecutions on gangs, guns and drugs. And now I am a white collar prosecutor. So now I prosecute fraudsters, people who commit their crimes with more of the pen and the computer than the guns. And have you observed? It's just as bad. Sure. And having dealt with gang members and white collar criminals, uh, is there commonality that you've noticed in their motivations and in their ability to do what, you know, I guess you'd say normal people would be self-proscribed from doing? Well, I I will tell you, obviously, the common denominator motivating factor is usually money. But I will tell you that the white collar defendants usually in comparison have more opportunities to live a decent life. Very often they're educated, they have jobs, but they want more. And for them, it's just greed, in my opinion. Sure. And what's a federal career like compared to the outside? I mean, people that I've known that are attorneys in the Justice Department find it very satisfying and stay for many, many years. It's a great job. It's a, it's the best job anyone can have. And everybody I talk to says that they want this job. The big difference for me in this job is that I really do get to think about just doing the right thing. And I really do get to think about justice. When you're in private practice, 
you're you have to advocate for a client here if i think that there's something that's not fair even if it would make my case better i don't do it i can't do it so it sounds as if advocating on behalf of defendants for a period of time makes you almost a better prosecutor i have advocated on behalf of defendants in prior li- in a prior life and yes i do think it makes me a better prosecutor it makes me understand where the defense attorney is coming from and why they are raising certain arguments and that they have to defend their client. But I like being on the side where I have to think about what is just the right thing. And getting back to the outreach program where the kids come in, do you get a chance to impart that kind of wisdom and that kind of sense of ethics in justice? Because sometimes pure legalistic proceeding is not the same as what's ethical. Yes. We always try to have both a defense attorney and a prosecutor in the mix to talk to the kids. And the defense attorney points out that he or she is there to protect the constitutional rights of the defendant. And that's a very valuable function in our justice system. And the prosecutor talks about how he or she is there to do justice and is not just there to go after a defendant with all the ammunition of the federal government. They're there to think about what is the right thing. And when you so the do- kids get a nice balanced view. Sherry Mecklenburg is chair of the Community Outreach Committee of the Federal Bar Association and assistant U.S. attorney in Chicago. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Tom. It was a pleasure. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand by subscribing at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. 56 past the hour. This is the Federal Drive with Tom Temin. For the latest updates, stay with federalnewsnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Up next... The top national headlines from ABC News and the Federal Newscast. I'm Tom Temin. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte. But for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details.